Perhaps the biggest surprise for me in this season of my life is that faith itself is not static. For decades, watching the people around me in my faith journey, I had the distinct sense that faithfulness and godliness were simply holding on to the things that I'd been given, that I'd been taught, and the measure of a man was his ability to stand, never wavering from those principles. And the reward for such diligence was eternal peace with the Father in heaven. It never occurred to me that such a view denies an active voice of God in our lives, revealing mysteries in the heavenly places, and inviting us to come further up and further in, to quote C.S. Lewis in The Last Battle. Believing that faith is never wavering from what we were told denies that there's anything further to be revealed. And somehow, that seems fundamentally arrogant to me. Hi, this is Brandon, and welcome to the Crucible of Thought podcast. And I'm here to share things that interest me and things that I think the Lord has brought to my attention. And today's episode, fittingly, is titled Further Up and Further In. Revelation is fundamentally disruptive. It seems to me that God doesn't often reveal things to us about what's going well. Very few of the prophets in the Bible were talking about what Israel was doing correctly or affirming things that are as they should be. If I believe, and I do, that our society, and more than that our religion before God himself, is flawed and is imperfect and needs to be refined to represent God more accurately, then I cannot believe that God doesn't speak to us or to me today. And if he is speaking today, then I cannot believe that he's not speaking about what needs to change, either at a macro or societal level, or in me personally at an individual level. And he wouldn't be speaking unless he wanted something to change. So, yes, it's disruptive. More than that, if it is disruptive, it's going to cause division. And that shouldn't surprise me. Jesus said that he came to divide people against each other, even to split families apart. In Luke 12, verse 49 through 53, Jesus said, I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Do you think that I came to provide peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, five members in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. This is a hard word for me to bear because I'd always thought of Jesus as being a restorer, a uniter. That's true, but his ministry wasn't about restoring us. It was about restoring us to the Father, uniting the faithful with one another. It wasn't about preserving brokenness. And this brings me back to faith being static or not. I can no longer believe that I knew it all correctly. In fact, I think I could safely say that no one, not one, has all the answers about God and faith. As such, those who give God their yes cannot help but be confronted by the Holy Spirit with whatever is amiss in their lives. They've given God permission, as David did in Psalm 139, ending with, Search me, God, and know my heart. 
Put me to the test and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. How else could that work but that God would require David to change? And so as I continue to give God my own yes, inviting him to see if there's any hurtful way in me, what would I expect but to be called to change? But the revelation here is that it's not just my ability to do what I already know that needs to change. It's that I know, it's what I know. It's my faith itself in many ways that I'm finding insufficient. And those pat answers I've always had for so many issues of faith are proving themselves to be deeply flawed. As soon as I was willing to let God ask me questions about my faith, he took me up on it and began asking me why I believed what I believed. And, you know, answering the omniscient God of the universe with, well, because that's what my parents or my pastor told me, just won't cut it. Our traditions don't impress God at all. If you're one of those people that contributed to my spiritual upbringing, I'm sorry. I deeply appreciate what you did for me. You set my feet on a path towards Christ, but I'm finding that the path was imperfect. I don't blame you for it, but I can't keep walking that path simply because you believed it was the right path. As God asks me to change course, I must. Otherwise, I'll just keep circling the mountain's base, never getting closer to the summit. So, further up, further in. I won't be satisfied with where I am, and I also won't automatically be satisfied with the direction that I'm on. So join me. Not where I am, because I'm no longer confident I have all the answers. Rather, join me in inviting God to search our hearts and point out the hurtful ways and beliefs and doctrines that are in me, that are in us. I trust him far more than I trust my own understanding. And I invite you to join me in that unrest, that disruption, and most of all, that humility and willingness to repent immediately and as often as is necessary. Finally, though, I'll warn you. From my last two years of experience, I can tell you that Jesus wasn't exaggerating in Luke 12. When you start asking questions about your beliefs and practices and traditions, it's pretty likely that most of the folks in your life who are quite vested in those structures won't react well. In general, I find that we Christians are really quite bad at how we treat those who question things, who hear the Lord asking them to repent of things that are solidly baked into our church traditions. You'll likely hear things like, well, thousands of years of Christian thinking cannot be wrong. Or, do you really believe you're hearing something that our forefathers didn't hear? Or, the greatest minds in Christianity have rejected that idea. Or some variation on those things, at least. I can't answer those questions for you. Instead, you'll have to decide, is it worth following Jesus, even if it means the disapproval of your pastor or church community or family? All I can do is remind you that Jesus himself repeatedly predicted that following him would be disruptive. For the last couple years, God has been slowly revealing a deeper meaning of Matthew 19.5 in my life where Jesus said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Well, yeah, Jesus was talking about marriage, no doubt. But God has been asking me, in deeper and deeper ways incrementally, am I willing to leave my father and mother's house regarding my relationship with him, not just my wife? After all, I'm meant to be part of his bride. And if I'm unwilling to step out from underneath my father and mother's covering 
their doctrine, their own relationship with God, then I can't be free to be his bride. Same for my pastor or my church family or my denomination. My only responsibility will be to join myself to him free of any other encumbrances. So if you join me in this process, don't expect it to be easy or fun or fast. It will likely last the rest of your life, a continuing process of refining and maturing in your faith. The end will likely not look much like where you are today. But I have this faith from Philippians 1.6. I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. And with that in mind, and in the context we're talking about here, read a bit more from Philippians 1, 9-11. And this I pray, that your love may overflow still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may discover the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and blameless for the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ, for the glory and praise of God. Be blessed and stay close to God, listen to his voice, and see what he's telling you about what you believe. Give him your yes, and he'll respond. <laughs>